Welcome to Answers May Vary. Each week, we listen to your dilemmas and try to come up with workable solutions you can put into place to start improving your teaching life today. I'm Kate Harkins. And I'm Stephanie Handley. And together with you, we're Three Heads. So today's dilemma, I want to up my LMS game. I feel like everyone can use Google Classroom. Yes. It's pretty intuitive. Yes. And if you have some level of familiarity with Google Drive, Google Docs, Google Slides, you can figure it out. But there's a real big reluctance (laughs) to try other learning management systems. But (laughs) we are going to attempt to convince you today (laughs) that you want to up your game. You want to embrace a learning management system like Canvas. We know that there are others out there, but Canvas is what we know. And so that's what we're going to be talking about. Absolutely. And regardless of what system your district provides, hopefully there'll be some helpful tips and suggestions here if you're looking to up your game in that system. Yes. So let's start with our LMS journey. We initially were holding on to our paper by its roots and our scantrons. (laughs) We did not want to change to those paper principle bubbles. We were initially not interested in moving online at all. We wanted to keep our paper and pencil. And we could see where for other subject matter, Mm -hmm. it worked for them. But we thought for us, it needs to stay on paper. You need to have it in front of you. You to annotate and highlight. Exactly. And Stephanie and I were talking before we started recording, and I was saying, I think for both of us, our biggest reluctance was in giving up the paper and moving to Google Classroom. And then once we were in Google Classroom, we saw what could be. We had been using Google Classroom for a couple of years, and then 2020 happened. (laughs) And we were actually glad at that moment that we had switched. It made that transition a heck of a lot easier. (laughs) Absolutely. No setting up your Google Classroom in March (laughs) as the world shuts down. We had noticed that there were some limitations. And so when we were going into the 20 2020, 2021 school Mm -hmm. year. And in our school district, we were starting on digital learning. And it was pretty clear from the beginning that we were in for the long haul with digital learning. So our school district offered Canvas to us and they did all credit to them. They did a really good job with their professional development. It was the most helpful back to school (laughs) PD I've ever gone to because it was the first year we all needed PD. We needed it. And they made it so yes. that it was very practical. Yes. We've always really liked practical yes. PD, <laughs> not theoretical PD. And we were really fully on board. Now, we will be the first to admit from the outset that there is a learning curve. Yes. However, I think, and I would say especially now because lots of content creators, whether it's through podcasts or through YouTube videos, have put content online about how to use it. I know when I was trying to start our first Canvas page, there was only like one person who was (laughs) a teacher using Canvas and explaining it. And now there's tons, including us. (laughs) Ours is limited, but... (laughs) It's there. But what 
we liked is how robust Mm -hmm. Canvas is. When you look at Google Classroom is a supplement to in-person instruction. It's basically, and this is understandable because it's a Google product, is a digital filing system that is accessible to students and has a messaging element to it as well. Whereas something like Canvas is going to enable you to, if necessary, run your entire classroom. And so there is just so much more offered on Canvas because it is intended to be a classroom as opposed to a supplement to a classroom. Yeah. And I think that on that note, I would feel frustrated sometimes with Google Classroom, partly in just how uncustomizable it was, Mm. but also because it just really feels if you give a test on a Google form, it's hard to take that seriously. You know, we get Google forms for surveys. We get Google Mm -hmm. forms for, I don't know, all kinds of informal minor things. And so I just have a really hard time both myself, but also I would imagine as a student taking that seriously as an assessment. And I think similarly with the discussion elements, the discussion boards on Canvas have a much more formal academic feel to them than just commenting on a post on Google Classroom. And so while Google Classroom does have its benefits, I think it it brings a level of professionalism and we are in school here and it is important that you're not really able to capture with Google Classroom. And I think once you start to get Canvas and probably for teachers, it's harder to adapt to than it is for students. Students can navigate it pretty quickly. And there's a ton of resources on the internet (laughs) for students. That once you get it, it really functions like a self-contained website. Mm -hmm. Can, as the teacher, put everything that you use in Canvas. And if you can't, you can link to it there. So your students are always going to be going through Canvas as opposed to going to various places. It's like a one-stop shop. And it's much more similar to what students can expect to see Mm -hmm. in college as well. Lots of colleges are moving to more web-based classes, Mm -hmm. but also just the platforms that they use are going to be much more like Canvas Mm -hmm. than they are like Google Classroom. And once students get used to it, I think we talked about this, but it is really nice for them to be able to, and they complained at first and they found it difficult, but it really was like- They complain about everything. They complain about everything. That's true. It really was <laughs> like Kate said, this one place. They just knew anything I need to know, I can get it from this one page instead of, oh, some things are posted here and some are here and some you have to be at school for. It, it really did become easier for them. It was fun when the ones who had complained the loudest those moments a month in where they're like, it's really easy the way you set this up. Yes, it is. <laughs> and at the most basic level, you don't have to- learn a ton of things. Mm -hmm. You can download templates from the commons on Mm -hmm. Canvas. There are automatic ways to set things up that if you Mm -hmm. just want to get familiar with the website or the way it functions, the platform, you can do that without having to learn too much of these other steps we'll talk about. Okay. So we're going to break it down to what are the things that you really need to know how to do in order to make use of Canvas so that it's not just a more confusing Google Classroom? Right. <laughs> because that, I think, is what a lot of teachers 
how they use it is you use the basic template that's available. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, it is a confusing Google Classroom. Yeah. The first thing that we would say is learn to customize Mm -hmm. your homepage. So when students come to your class on Canvas, it looks like a navigable. Yeah. That's a word. Is that the right word? (laughs) It's navigable, right? Not navigatable. (laughs) I'm almost positive it's the first. (laughs) So that it has like buttons that they click so that they can go to different parts of Mm -hmm. this platform. That's the very first thing you want to do. There are lots of videos on YouTube and we made a pretty simple three-part series. Each video is about seven or eight minutes Mm -hmm. long so that you can make a very basic homepage. And it really seems intimidating at first. And I know our dynamic was Kate was the one who really took Canvas and figured it out and learned how to customize. And for about a month or two, I was terrified. Mm -hmm. I did not want to ruin anything. It made me nervous. I wasn't used to it. And as she got more comfortable and was able to hand off tasks to me, it actually was not as hard as I was afraid it was going to be. It does seem a little scary at first, but it becomes manageable as you figure it out. Yes. The other thing you want to learn how to do is embed. Now, I say learn how to do. Really, it's just you go to a different website. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll include a link for the (laughs) website that we use to create the embed code, but that will make things a lot easier so that it's easy for them to look at what it is they're supposed to be doing. When we first started using Canvas, there were only two other teachers at our site who had used it Mm -hmm. previously. So there were very few students who knew how to use Canvas. And lots of what we were doing was explaining how to use Mm -hmm. Canvas. And so we made great use of that embed tool so that we could include screenshots Mm -hmm. of things so that we could include pictures of things as we were helping them to learn how to navigate. And it can become really useful. Once we got past that first learning stage, we would maybe we were making a schedule and we would embed that and it it was a live Google Doc. So if we updated Mm -hmm. it, it would automatically update on Canvas and save Mm -hmm. us that step. We would embed cahoots in so that the students didn't have to click a link to go to Kahoot, they could actually do the activity on that page. And that became, again, a nice way to make things easy for everyone. Yes. As we mentioned previously, one of the really nice things about Canvas is that it syncs up Mm -hmm. with a lot of other educational websites. You can sync with Nearpod. You can sync with Mm -hmm. Edpuzzle. You can sync with Actively Learn. And this is so helpful (laughs) when you are trying to navigate a lot of different websites, which I think more and more we all are. We use Edpuzzle for this and we use Actively Learn for that and we use Nearpod for this. And when it's all being siphoned into a single website, it's a lot easier for you Mm -hmm. to manage. Especially when those websites are set up in a way that then they can deliver your scores to you and Mm -hmm. you're not having to go back and forth between different places. Absolutely. You can also start to test out different question types when building a quiz. I feel proud of quizzes. Kate figured out all the rest of Canvas and this was my (laughs) part I got to figure out. But it's 
pretty easy to start with the standard quiz with your four multiple choice questions. But there are a lot of really cool question types on there. And so if it's something that you're looking to level up a little bit, you can do the standard multiple choice. You can do select multiple answers. You can do matching. There's this hotspot one where you can click a location on a picture. Mm. Just the sheer number of different types that you can use makes it a versatile tool. We would include short answer questions on some of our honors and AP quizzes. And so I think that as you're getting more comfortable, you've got your first couple quizzes made, that's a fun place to start making more robust tests and quizzes and taking advantage of what they have to offer. And I think this is one where being an English teacher, I was a little jealous of math and science teachers sometimes because I was like, oh, I could see how they could use this. I'm not seeing a natural fit. It would just be me forcing it. But gosh, that'd be really cool to use. I think one of the greatest parts about Canvas, at least for your honors and mm-hmm. AP level students is your ability to create discussion board assignments. Mm-hmm. It's not just a discussion board. You can create assignments using your discussion board, which again, makes it easier for you to track that information. I think sometimes there's lots of platforms that are like, ooh, that's a fun discussion board website. Ooh, that's a fun discussion board website. But I have no idea how I'm going to track what students do what and where (laughs) it is. And that's all built in to Canvas. Mm -hmm. It's also very easy for students to communicate with one another using Canvas as well. It's really cool when you go to grade a discussion board assignment, you get just that student's comments in one shot, which sometimes that's confusing because it's out of context, (laughs) but it's a really helpful way to see right off the bat how much they participated in the discussion. Yeah, it's something that makes it easy to monitor if at the beginning of the week you want to know who hasn't participated at all. That's an easy way to go through and find the information. It's also easy because you can link a rubric up to it. You can link a point value up to it, which is helpful. You might also consider trying co-teaching a course or letting students in different sections interact with one another. This was something that Kate and I have always pretty much run our classes as if we're one big class who just happened to meet in separate rooms. (laughs) And during distance learning, we really were able to literally just, this is one big classroom, but we were able to set it up so that we would build the website, put in assignments, that sort of thing. But then there were sections. So it would be like, Harkins period four, Hanley period two. And so we were able to make sure that our students were literally getting the exact same information. But also, if I made something, I could just put it up there. It wasn't Mm -hmm. like we had to, here's your version and here's my version. And it was a lot easier. And then when we did AP, we let our sections interact with one another. And so we were able to do discussions as a large AP class instead of like period three, period five, like Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. We would love for you to take the Canvas challenge and give it a try or or whatever your district's equivalent is. If you're saying to yourself, my district doesn't offer anything, you can get Canvas for free. Give it your best effort. Consider it a chance to learn and experiment and tell your students, I've not used this before. I'm just trying things out. And they will, when you let them know that and you ask them questions, Mm -hmm. what are you seeing on your side? Or how is that looking to you? They can be great like collaborators. They figured some stuff out for us. We were like, oh, thank you. (laughs) And you will, from personal experience, 
get better over time. You will be surprised at how much you learn and change from Mm -hmm. one semester to another just out of necessity because something will come up and you have to figure out Mm -hmm. how to make it work. Now, I will say that I'm not usually somebody who's, oh, I'm going to contact the company. There are a few websites that I She's best friends with their customer service now. (laughs) That I say, forget that. I'm just going to go straight to them. And Canvas is one of them. One of the nice things about Canvas is they will go on to your site. So you don't have to, I mean, you need to explain to them what's going on, but they'll ask your permission. (laughs) But then they'll go on to the site and they'll see what it is that you're talking about and they're able to give you more help that way. And I can't think of any problem that you weren't able to solve. There's a hassle sometimes and it took a lot of back and forth, but even us syncing with other websites, we figured it out. I don't think there were any that we had to just be like, oh, which that reminded me I wanted to say Kate was giving the kind of call to action canvas challenge here is it's also if you're feeling in a rut as a teacher, it also just forces you to find new ways to do things. Because if you're used to doing something in class as a discussion on paper, it's a cool way to challenge yourself and be forced to up your teaching game a little bit and try something new and maybe make something even better. And so I think that setting aside the digital component, it's a good way to just continue evolving as a teacher as well. For sure. If you have any questions about Canvas, something that you're like, I really wish I knew how to do X, let us know. We want to know what do you want to know how to do on Canvas? Maybe we can help you out. Maybe we already know the answer. Maybe we can help you find the answer. We would love to chat about it. Check out our videos on YouTube and comment there or DM us on Instagram. Let us know what you're interested in learning about with your LMS. Hopefully you have something that you can put to use in your classroom, something that you can think about, something that has resonated with you that you're going to either bookmark or take the challenge and get started on. If you have a dilemma you'd like to talk to us about or you'd like to hear us talk about, email us at hello at threeheads.works. If you haven't heard enough yet, again, check out our YouTube videos linked in the show notes. If you want to be notified of our next upload, be sure to follow us. Chat soon. Bye. Bye.